Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Thursday, everybody! Welcome into the Phoenix Sports Podcast. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcast, and leave us a five-star review. You know me, it's your girl. I'm Michaela Perkins, and thankfully, happily, behind the Mac, we've got another queen in the building. Shout out to intern Caroline, who is producing TPSP today. I am so stoked. I haven't had this much girl power on TPSP in a hot minute. Um, and let me just tell you, I'm a thousand percent about to throw Damon under the bus right now. <laughs> so hopefully he's not watching, but um, this is the first time in like ages that tpsp has been organized on time <laughs> thoroughly thought out and planned <laughs> and it is all thanks to caroline being a wonderful producer so super grateful to have her producing tpsp today i'm even more thankful that damon is stuck in indianapolis indiana at the combine <laughs> and i finally have a producer that is on time for once i'm just kidding i can't even say anything about being late because i am the queen of being late so uh I I just like to give Damon a hard time and throw him under the bus a little bit. Regardless, though, I am super stoked to be coming to you live on a Thursday. I know it's kind of weird, but um, in the name of transparency, uh, Michaela, and I've never talked about myself in third person before, so that was weird, um, got into a little bit of a fender bender this past weekend. And so I will be spending all day tomorrow having my car repaired because I can't drive well. So that is why... (laughs) I am coming to you live now. Um, If you tweet me tomorrow and I respond, it is probably because I am bored out of my mind in a car repair shop waiting for them to fix my car. So uh, I'll probably do like an AMA tomorrow on Twitter or something begging for you to entertain me while I cry tears of boredom at this repair shop. Regardless, if it's a Thursday or Friday, we still have an amazing episode of TPSP planned for you. So let's get right into it. We have a little bit of an Arizona sports grab bag to start the top, and there's no better way to kick off a show about every single Arizona sports team than with probably the best picture I have ever laid my eyes on in the history of photos. Hit it, Caroline. Yesterday, this gorgeous photo graced our presence on the internet. It is a photo of Kyler Murray, Corbin Carroll, and Devin Booker all in one place at one time. Their arms around each other, smiling. And I would be lying to you all if I didn't tell you the extreme amount of joy 
this brought into my life. Seeing the Valley Stars all together in one place, enjoying each other's company. I mean, I just look at this picture and I just think future. Like this is the future of Arizona sports right here. And it's so cool that we get to be in a time where the future is bright. I know as Arizona sports fans, we're tortured. <laughs> we're tortured and sad fan base a lot of the time. But this picture brings me hope. And I hope that you all feel the same looking at this. Like we finally have a great young core of talent here in the Valley to lead our teams to victory. I will say, though, look at Kyler Murray. He's standing next to Devin Booker, who's like 6'5", 6'7", 6'6". Like, did Kyler Murray grow a foot in the offseason? Like, why does he look so, like, at the same height as compared to Devin Booker? I am so confused because... Um, I'm pretty sure Kyle Murray is 5'10". So where is this extra height coming from? Is he wearing heels? Is he standing on a cinder block? Like, what is going on in this picture? Um, I'm sure it's probably just an eye trick and he actually has not grown, but it made me laugh thinking about it because as he is standing next to Evan Booker, he really doesn't look that short. I um, wish I knew where this picture was taken because of the three different outfits going on. Yeah. The it leather was, jacket, flannel, and sweatshirt. It was at an event that KD actually hosted. Uh, it was like a... KD has a company that's like a sports media company, and they put on a Major League Baseball event. Um, and for whatever reason, the three of them decided to attend. But yeah, very strange that it was such a wide array of outfits they needed to coordinate the invite needed to yeah. be a little clearer i'm surprised they're not in like a group chat like messaging one another like hey bestie what are you wearing to this event it's maybe that's a, just a girl thing it's called the three musketeers the three of them yeah yeah just like you know hanging out having a good time guys being dudes i would have coordinated the outfits as well so um <laughs> good to see them all together though like marcus said in the chat holy trinity yes that is indeed the holy trinity right there a lot of coyotes fans actually were wondering where uh, a coyotes representative was and it got me thinking like um what would be the coyotes representative in this situation and in my opinion i think clayton keller would probably be the one that should be up there with the holy trinity if there were to be a coyotes representative which i don't really know if they deserve one right now because they have just lost 13 straight games which we will get into in a second um no offense arizona coyotes but y'all are kind of stinking it up right now so if there were a coyotes representative in that picture i probably think clayton keller would be the most obvious choice but then i was like well maybe logan cooley because logan cooley is like the future of the coyotes kind of like how corbin carroll is the future of the d-backs and so on and so forth so i guess you could debate between keller or cooley being in that picture but <laughs> yeah um i'm not quite sure if the coyotes should have a representative because speaking of the coyotes they have now lost 13 straight games they lost to one of the other worst teams in the NHL, the Canadians, uh, this past week, which marked their 13th loss. And they are now on a five-game road trip. or five, Yeah, five-game road trip. And if they were going to win a game to break the streak, it would have been the one against the Canadians because the Canadians are terrible as well. But they lost four to two. They lost by two goals to one of the other worst teams in the league. So the Coyotes' record of losses in a row is 15 so they're two games away from breaking that record um they are on the road now to take on the maple leafs and thankfully for whatever reason the coyotes have the maple leaves like number like whenever they're playing them in toronto the coyotes just 
destroy the Maple Leafs, which is hilarious to me because Toronto fans are probably some of the most condescending, worst hockey fans in the league. Actually, they might actually be the worst fan base in NHL. So the fact that the Coyotes of all teams are the ones that can beat the (laughs) Maple Leafs at home just brings me utter joy because I hate the Maple Leafs. So I guess there is a spark of hope that they are playing the Maple Leafs and there is a chance that they continue this streak against them of defeating them in Toronto. But it would not surprise me if they lost that game because um, they don't have a lot going for them right now. It's been over 30 days since the Arizona Coyotes have won a game. Uh, Morale is probably through the floor. It is probably in the basement, actually. So (laughs) I um, am interested to see... If the Coyotes can pull out a win and stop their skid, I wouldn't be surprised if they break the record and set a new record for losses in a row. So we'll be keeping a close eye on that Coyotes-Maple Leafs game. Another game that we can keep a close, or we did keep a close eye on, unfortunately, if you're an Arizona Sun Devils fan or an Arizona State fan. Um, Last night, the Arizona Wildcats were in Tempe to take on the Sun Devils. And at least they didn't lose by 40 points this time. Uh, Here's the game by the stats. The Sun Devils lost to Arizona last night, 67 to 85. Um, As you can see by the numbers, the Wildcats just destroyed Arizona State, which was pretty much expected if unless you've been living under a rock. Arizona is the best team in the Pac-12. They're sixth in the country. Arizona State has not been ranked once this year. The last time Arizona State played Arizona, they lost by over 40 points. So going into this game, the outcome was pretty much predetermined. Now, crazier things have happened. If you don't remember the crazy like half shot, half court shot buzzer beater last season that ended with Arizona State upsetting Arizona was wild. But for the most part, uh, this was a predetermined outcome. Um, actually, if you wouldn't mind throwing those stats back up. Arizona State just got demolished in every category. Uh, Arizona shot 54% from the field compared to Arizona State's 34%. Arizona shot 38% from three. ASU had 26% from three. Although Arizona turned the ball over more than Arizona State did, Arizona State didn't capitalize on hardly any of those turnovers. So it was just a domination uh, on all fronts of the court. And it's not surprising at all. Uh, The Arizona State has just been having a rough, rough year athletically. Um, It hasn't been great for ASU in pretty much any way, shape, or form. Um, And so, like I said, last night's game was a pretty much predetermined outcome, barring any absolute miracle on the court. ASU was going to lose that game. They are at the bottom half of the pack for the Pac-12 in men's basketball. Um, they are they will probably will not be seated within the top four with the Pac-12 tournament, so they won't have a bye going into the Pac-12 tournament. The wheels have fallen off the wagon for Arizona State, to say the least. They've just been having a bad season. Um, you could say it's uncharacteristically uncharacteristically bad, but it really isn't. Like the Sun Devils have been on a downward slope, a downward trend for. A, three years now since 2020 um obviously that 2020 season was abysmal so i guess in comparison the 2023 2024 season is a little bit better but that doesn't give me much hope and in case you were hoping bobby hurley the head coach of the arizona state sun devils would give you hope as well um you might be disappointed too because here's what he had to say after the loss to the arizona wildcats although we're not having a a a fantastic season you know (laughs) 
I mean, there are teams that are freaking brutal, right? They just, they stink, and they've given up, and they don't compete, and that's not what your team is doing. Now, I know we're all disappointed. We just lost to Arizona, no one more than me, but we might need a dose of reality and just realize that you know, Arizona's really good. We didn't play anywhere near to an A, A-plus game, which was totally necessary, and there, there's a lot of freaking bad teams in college basketball. And our players have competed through a lot of adversity this year, and they haven't quit. So I'm, I'm happy with my team. Hmm. Interesting argument there, Bobby Hurley. There's a lot to unpack. There's a lot to unpack. So um, let's just start with the fact that he said his team isn't full of people who give up. Sun Devils were down by eight at one point in the game, which was a miracle considering all things working against them. Um, and then they lost by more than 16. So I'm not sure what you were referring to by you don't have a team of people that give up because they gave up, whether they meant to or not. Uh, they let that lead slip and they lost. So I'm not sure why Bobby Hurley decided to point that out. The other thing about what he said, which makes me laugh so hard, is that he said that there are other teams out there, other basketball programs that are the worst of the worst, that like are full of quitters, that don't have any work ethic, that it could be way worse. And like the Sun Devils, while they might be bad, they're not that bad. Bobby Hurley, I'm sorry, but you being the leader of the suck does not make me feel any better. <laughs> like... The bar is on the floor and you're saying that there are other teams out there worse off than you are. So it's not that bad. And we need a reality check. Bobby Hurley, it's that bad. It really, truly is that bad. You have accomplished nothing at Arizona State. Okay. You've made it to the tournament a couple of times. I don't really account, account the play-in appearances that they lost, but you've made it to the tournament past the play-in to the first round once, twice since you've been here you upset kansas the number one team in the country okay cool like congrats on those like notches on your bedpost but like they're not really that great compared to what was the expectation when you came here like you by large and fault have not accomplished much at your time with your time at arizona state now there are other factors at play and it, the fault doesn't solely rest on bobby hurley's shoulders but to sit there after you just lost to your rival for the second time this season, regardless if it was less than the 40 points that you were destroyed before that, to say, well, you know, it could be worse. There are other teams that have worse records than our 14 and 15 sub 500 record. And we are not even in the top half of our conference, but it could be worse are you okay? <laughs> did you hit your head on something? Like, did a vein and an artery in your head pop when you were screaming on the court? Like, I am mind blown that his first inclination was to get up on that podium and say, it could be worse. No, it can't. It literally could not be worse. It could not be worse, Bobby Hurley. Like, you and your team have accomplished hardly anything during your time here at Arizona State outside of a few marquee moments, like, knocking off number one or making it to the tournament or whatever like <laughs> i'm just so beside myself that that was what he chose to say when he got up there like and also being better or marginally better than the worst 
is not something to be proud of. It's not anything to hang your hat on at night when you go home. Like you're leading the pack of suck. You might not be at the back of the pack of suck, but you leading the back of the pack, you leading the pack of suck doesn't make me feel any better. And it shouldn't make you feel any better either. Telling us that we need a reality check is asinine. <laughs> we have watched this program amount to basically nothing during your tenure as head coach. So <laughs> like, I think that was just so ass backwards. Like that was not the tone to take on the podium in front of the media after you just lost for the second time this season to the only program that it matters to win against. Like we've said it time and time again, because newsbreaker, I'm a sun devil. I went to Arizona state. If you lose every single game of your season, but you just beat the Arizona wildcats, that's a win of a season. (laughs) So you don't even have that to hang your head on, like your hat on, that you beat the Arizona Wildcats because you didn't. The first time you played them, you lost by more than 40, and this time you lost by more than 16. Like, I'm so beside myself, you guys. Like, I genuinely just, the only thing I can do is laugh because at this point, this program is laughable. That might be overly critical and overly harsh, but I'm tired of watching this program suck. (laughs) They've done nothing but suck for the most part the last three, four years and even beyond then. Like they really haven't accomplished much as a D1 men's basketball program, to be honest with you. So (sighs) I have to take a deep breath and I just have to laugh because that's the only way to cope with the absolute shit show that is Arizona State Athletics that extends far beyond the basketball program. It's it's in every corner, it seems, except for possibly the hockey program, which even they are struggling after a good start to a season. So, Bobby, I just <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know what else to say about that. I'm just mind blown that that is what he chose to say. But regardless, we are almost out of our misery because that was the last Arizona State home basketball game for the season. They are rounding out their season and uh, the Pac-12 tournament is in two weeks. And after that, there will be no more Arizona State basketball to suffer through. So (laughs) that is my light at the end of the tunnel. Okay, that's what's making me excited is that I don't have to watch this abysmal product on the court any longer in about two weeks time. Um, Let's shift away from some of the negative and talk a little bit more about the positive and the reason which we are all gathered here today, which is the ownership in the Valley, which can be negative, but we're going to focus on the positive first. (laughs) The good with the bad, you just have to take it and laugh, is the fact that Matt Ishbia, the owner of the Phoenix Suns, has secured a all-star game for the Valley. The NBA all-star game will be here in Phoenix in the year of 2027, which will be the first time Phoenix has hosted a NBA all-star game since 2009. Um, If it helps for a frame of reference of time, I was 12 in 2009. So I am excited that there is going to be an NBA all-star game on the way. It's only the fourth time Phoenix has ever hosted it. They had it in 75, 95 and 2009. Like I said, I'm excited. I know that the NBA All-Star Game, especially after this past year, has had a lot of critical opinions surrounding it and maybe the necessity of having an All-Star Game for the NBA, considering the product that we were all suffer, had to suffer and watch (laughs) this past time around. But I'm excited. I think it shows that this team is in good hands, that they're in a healthy place. They obviously have a newly renovated arena. um, So they have that going for them. They have Matt Ishbia at the helm, who is 
is doing everything in his power to make the Suns a once again respected organization within the NBA after Robert Sarver did everything he could to sully the reputation of the Suns. Sully. I say that like a medieval, like, don't you sully your reputation. Oh, I hated that. Um, (laughs) But I'm excited that the Suns have a great owner and it's proof once again that the NBA All-Star game is coming here that the Suns are finally in the right hands. Um, he, Matt Ishby is also the WNBA All-Star Game is going to be in here 2024. Um, he's br- building a brand new practice facility and training facility for the Mercury. Like the accomplishments to what Matt Ishbia has already achieved in his short time as the owner of the Suns is a laundry list of items, which is crazy to think about because it's only been a year since Matt Ishbia brought this team. Like this time last year, Matt Ishbia took the helm of the Phoenix Suns and what he has accomplished in that year is actually wild. Like I was saying, the new training facility for the Mercury, the two all-star games that he's brought to the Valley, like the Kevin Durant, like investing in the Merc by getting great players here, new coaching staff, getting free Suns games to the people in the Valley for the first time in forever after he freed them from the clutches of Bally's. Like it it just, the limit does not exist as to what Matt Ishbia has accomplished to the, for the Suns and the Mercury as his time as an owner in just a year. I'm excited for the all-star game being here in Phoenix. I know like it's, I said, it can be uh, a contentious topic considering the product of which the NBA all-star game is, but anything to bring people to the Valley to support businesses, local businesses, um, get money pumped into the economy. I'm always here for it. I'm not about to turn TPSP into an economy podcast, but having an all-star game in your city or anything of the likes can never really be a bad thing aside from the traffic. (laughs) I am not a fan of the traffic that is already terrible in Phoenix, which is somehow made even worse as if it could get worse by the events that come here. But um, I, I digress. I will take the traffic if it means having my city as a representative for something to the likes of the NBA All-Star Game to show off Phoenix, to have the stars of the NBA come here, I think is really cool. Um, 2027 is three years away. I don't know what I'll be doing in three years, but I can guarantee you I will be there. (laughs) I am still in Arizona, which I don't know why I wouldn't be because you would literally have to pry me out of the state. Like I love Arizona and Phoenix that much. Like you would have to drag me out uh, with my claws in the desert ground so <laughs> what about you caroline are you excited for the all-star game i think it's like this when the super bowl was here and now yeah. they're adding all these things it's just it's so fun so we have such a great place why not have everyone come see it yeah truly it is so true i went to the super bowl last year when it was in phoenix and then i went again this past year when it was in vegas and the absolute stark difference between phoenix as a host city for events like this and vegas was mind-blowing like i don't know if i'm just jaded because i absolutely hate las vegas and everything that it is but it was a mess like Vegas was disorganized. It took five years to get to anything because it was so spread out, even though all of it was within the like the strip, I guess you could say. And like ours was kind of spread out in terms of like Glendale being the site of the game and like everything else happening in like Phoenix and Scottsdale. It was so much easier to get to stuff here than it was in Vegas. Like Vegas was an actual shit show of a city to host events like that. You would not pay me. There's not enough money in the world. You could pay me to go back to cover an event in Vegas because that's how 
bad it was put on. It was so disorganized. It was such a shit show. There really isn't a lot going for Vegas unless you like to drink and gamble, which <laughs> sounds like a good time in theory, but I can tell you it gets old after a while. So I agree that Phoenix is a great city to host things like this. The final four is going to be here in uh, April which I've been to a final four that was here uh, however many years ago. And it's just a great time. I think Phoenix does a great job with these events. And I'm so glad that we have an owner that recognizes that our city has something of value to offer and that we can show it off in ways such as the all-star game. And I am stoked that it is coming here to the Valley. Speaking of Suns games, I want to give a quick shout out to our friends at Game Time. They are the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason because they have the lowest prices on tickets guaranteed. You will not find a better deal on tickets than on the Game Time app. They have tickets to everything, sporting events, concerts, parking passes. If you need a ticket to it, Game Time has it for you on the Game Time app. And our Game Time game of the week is you guessed it it's a suns game it is actually happening tonight on the 29th the rockets are taking on the suns at home and you might say well what's so special about this game um guess what it's leap day of leap year today is the extra day in february that we normally don't get to experience if it wasn't the fourth year of the last four years i don't know if i said that right <laughs> but who doesn't want to experience a basketball game on leap day you won't be able to say that you get to do that for another four years so you might as well take advantage of that and go get your tickets on the game time app right now i wish that it was the tickets were 29 dollars, but because it's the 29th day of february but the tickets are actually 28 dollars. you can get tickets to watch the suns play basketball right now on the game time app for as low as 28 dollars. like it will never cease to amaze me how affordable tickets are to sporting events in phoenix it is such a great thing that i wish people understood how rare that is tickets to anything pretty much in like denver for example or la or Chicago like tickets are ridiculous like even nosebleed seats are for 300 400 dollars in those cities um which you could say oh well like Denver has good teams and blah 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 but like Chicago has terrible teams and Blackhawks tickets who Blackhawks the worst team in hockey are still 300 dollars for nosebleeds so um I'm so happy that we have uh, affordable sporting events here in the valley and game time just makes it all that more affordable so make sure to head on over download the game time app now use promo code PHNX when you sign up and you'll get $20 off your first order terms apply again use promo code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase game time lowest tickets guaranteed always all right we talked about one owner who happens to be a decent, kind, wonderful, well-thought-out, put-together owner. I think it's time we stop burying the lead and we talk about the owner to which we were all gathered here today to discuss. Uh, <laughs> the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, boy. Uh, the NFLPA has a annual franchise report card. This is the second time they've done this. Uh, last year was obviously the first time. And... 
the NFLPA sends out this survey to all active NFL players in the league and asks them to grade slash rank various categories that have to apply to them being players. So it could be the locker room. It could be the training staff. It could be the food. It could be the coaching staff. It could be the owner. (laughs) It could be um, anything within like the realm of what they deal with on a day-to-day basis. And they rank it. They grade it like A through F, just like they did in grade school. It's the same concept, right? Like A is the best grade you can get. F is the worst. I'm sure you all know what I'm talking about. Um, So the report came out and great news. Great news, guys. The Cardinals, they went from 31st overall in the league last year to now a whopping 27th. Yay! The Cardinals barely improved upon any of the things that they have done over the year. Um, The Cardinals ranked in the bottom five of 32 NFL teams in three of the 11 total categories. And the top half of the league in only two. So uh, that's not great. (laughs) Let's take a look at their report card, shall we? Just get into it. Um, Surprisingly and happily, the head coach got an A- from the players. Jonathan Gannon received the highest grade out of any of the topics on this report card. And as it is his first year as the head coach of the Cardinals, that to me is a great sign. I care mostly about the two top items on this report card. And the fact that their head coach got an A minus is reassuring that they made the right choice in the hire, that they're moving in the right direction when it comes to their coaching staff. And so for that, I am happy and grateful and I will take that A minus. Now, (laughs) glazing over that second item on the report card really quick to recap the rest of the things, their food got a D, the weight room got a C minus, the treatment of families got a D plus, and the training staff got a B. Um, There were some other things on there, but for the most part, they averaged within the C to D range. The treatment of families is terrible that's something that i feel like could be remedied so quickly um that's just being nice like that's just being considerate and nice i don't know how you yeah well providing them with tickets yeah transportation like just basic considerate human yeah that you would that you would think that they would provide the families of the players that they exploit on a weekly basis but um yeah so that's concerning and also the only reason that um any of that improved was because they made minor upgrades in the off season, which includes providing a daycare and a small family room. So their treatment of families went from an F to a D because they decided to include a daycare and a small family room. Um, And they also finally stopped the practice of charging players for dinner. The fact that they were charging the players for dinner in the first place just absolutely blows my mind because, again, these are humans that are putting their bodies on the line week in and week out for your entertainment and you're charging them for dinner. I'm sorry. What? (laughs) Um, The club also decided to upgrade the Cardinals weight room with new equipment and they replaced the hazardous floor from last season. Again, you are a professional football franchise. Why is there a hazardous floor in your weight room that didn't get replaced until you were called out by your players for having a bad, not safe environment for them to work out? (laughs) Um, A little crazy. 
But regardless, the worst thing about all of this is the fact that the owner grade, aka the grade that they decide to assign to Michael Bidwell, was an F. <laughs> and so I ask you lovely people, why can we not have decent owners in the state of Arizona? <laughs> we have one good owner, just one. Um, and before he came to take over the Phoenix Suns, we didn't have any good owners. Um, Matt Ishbia is the only bright spot in the ownerdom, the ownership dumb. <laughs> Going very um, medieval. Very. Yeah, we're just, this is just the medieval TPSP podcast. Make haste. Make haste. <laughs> good day, sir. Pip, pip, cheerio. <laughs> Make haste. <laughs> you can, you can take this off, but, um, yeah, I'm just like, why can we not have anything nice in Arizona? That seems to be the question of all questions. The The theme of our existence as Arizona sports fans is why can we not have anything nice? Now, listen, I know that there have been reports about Michael Bidwell and some of the decisions he's made. There was a scathing report that came out last year about his treatment of his employees, how he is quick to anger, how he uh, yells at them. He berated a pregnant woman who was on his staff. Um, so it's not like we were necessarily blind to the fact that Michael Bidwell's not the greatest owner of all time. Um, but the fact that now his own players are saying, hey, um, he's just as bad as you all think he is and he's not any better towards us. Uh, that's a concern. <laughs> um, I don't know how Michael Bidwell took the news that his own players that he pays the salaries for decided to more or less put him on blast through a survey through the NFLPA and say that he sucks. Uh, but I can't imagine he reacted well. <laughs> uh, I have a sneaky suspicion that the male ego was involved some there and was wounded um, by that news. So Jose in the comment saying Bidwell has always been like that father, like son. Um, obviously I was not around for the Bidwell seniors tenure as the owner of the Cardinals. However, based off of what my colleagues have said, he was a little bit better than Michael Bidwell. Um, not by much. And that's not saying anything really, considering how bad Michael Bidwell is, according to what we have gathered from the reports that have been released from that franchise. Um, Michael Bidwell has made a lot of bad choices. Berating a pregnant woman on his staff is just one of them in a laundry list of bad choices. Um using a burner, being complicit in a burner phone scheme with former GM Steve Keim, continuing to employ Steve Keim after his multiple DUIs. Don't forget there was that entire insanity that happened from their trip to Mexico City with one of the staff, coaching staff, and a report of sexual harassment, assault that was applied, that it was actually Steve Kime that was doing it, but that unfortunate coach took the fall for it because of a lookalike mix-up. Like, it's not great. It's not great. It's really bad, actually. Um, but I guess, like, you would think that, okay, maybe Michael Bidwell doesn't have a problem berating pregnant women, but maybe just maybe he draws the line at treating the players that he employs and pays a salary for. And for a lack of a better term is an investment. Maybe he draws the line there and he's nice to his players at the bare minimum, the bare fucking minimum. Maybe he treats his players well. Uh, nope. 
no, it doesn't. Not according to the survey, <laughs> which is so sad. It's so sad to think about that. We have just absolute monsters for the lack of a better term, operating and owning the teams within the Valley. Like to me, sports are a safe haven for me personally. Like it sounds silly, but like sports have been a part of my life since I was little. Like my grandma is the reason why I am sitting here on this podcast talking about sports because she instilled such a fierce love of sports into me, um, encouraged by my mother and my brother and my family. I've always loved sports and sports have always been something that I have turned to when I need a distraction or whatever else. Like I've just always loved it and the concept of what being a team and winning as a team and losing as a team means. So call me naive, which I am sometimes. Um, it's just disappointing that the things that I turn to, like being a fan of a team, the Suns, the Diamondbacks, the Coyotes, the Cardinals, is sullied <laughs> by shit humans. Again, for lack of a better term, that own these teams. Like Robert Sarver was a horrible human. Sorry. I don't think that's bad to say. He was a horrible human. Um, Ken Kendrick, not much better from what I've heard and seen and experienced. Um, the first thing he decided to do this off this spring training at the start of spring training was thinly emphasis on thinly veil threats of moving the Diamondbacks out of Arizona if they don't get a new stadium. Thanks, Ken Kendrick. Wait to kick it off on a positive note. Um, don't even get me started on the Morellos. My God. My God. They actually might be worse than Sarver, um, to be honest with you. I worked for the Coyotes, so I am speaking from my own experience. Uh, never had a single positive experience with anything that had to do with the Morellos. And I know people that work for the Coyotes that continues to be the theme. They have done absolutely nothing to instill fan base faith in them, considering how they've handled the entire shit show of this arena that has happened for the past however many years. Um, so the fact that now we have yet another glaring in our face issue with an owner in this valley being brought to attention by us by the very players that he employs by ranking him an F not even a C, which is just barely passable, not even a D, which is still failing, but an F. The worst possible category you could assign to an owner was given to Michael Bidwell by his players is just so discouraging. Like, why can we not have a good owner? Like I said, until Matt Ishbia, who bought the Suns just a year ago, we had no good owners in the Valley. And I don't think we were ever really like talking about it to the degree of which we were until the NBA launched an investigation into Robert Sarver. And that really like set off the conversations of what are, what are the owners in this Valley doing? Um, I just like, it's so frustrating to me that the teams that I love and adore, I'm having to support them vicariously through an owner who sucks. Like <laughs> that's just what it chalks up to. And like, I know that sounds silly and you guys are like, well, it is what it is. Like you have to deal with the owner and they paid for the team. I own the team, whatever. But I really don't think we do. Like, I think a lot of what happened with Robert Sarver was spurred on and encouraged by the reaction of the fans to the, the investigation and the reports that came out. Um, and I, there was such an uproar and an upcry from the fans of the Phoenix Suns that there was no going back. There was nothing that Robert Sarver could do, nothing he could atone for that would have made the Phoenix Suns fans okay with him continuing to own the team. Like the Suns fans drew a line in the sand and they were like, we do not want this man to be our owner. 
they were very very boisterous about it all over the internet anywhere you looked that there was a Suns fan if you asked them about Robert Sarver it was negative <laughs> so there was really nothing Robert Sarver could have done to turn back to be like hey just kidding I'm sorry I'm gonna fix this situation Phoenix Suns fans weren't having it um, and now I'm not suggesting a coup. I'm not saying that we have to uprise. This is such a medieval podcast. Are you kidding me? A coup? Where did I pull that out from? <laughs> These are like this words you crazy. never hear. These um, perfect examples. But yeah, I'm not suggesting a coup. And I'm not saying we have to light our pitchforks and <laughs> we have to light our torches and carry pitchforks to State Farm Stadium and camp out and demand that Michael Bidwell step down from being the owner of the Arizona Cardinals. But I'm just expressing my frustrations, okay? Like, it is crazy. It is mind-blowing to me that there is not one solid, decent human being owner in the Valley aside from Matt Ishbia. Like, what did we do? How are we this cursed that we have three professional sports organizations, each independently owned by different humans, and they all suck on the same level of suck as the next one? Like... <laughs> what why and i'm honestly convinced that there is some curse on this valley and we have been damned by the sports gods for whatever ungodly reason and until the owners hightail it out of here the curse might never be broken <laughs> i feel like now the suns can win a championship because they won't be rewarding a terrible human being with that championship and so now the suns when they do finally win their first championship of their storied history 70 plus years as a franchise it'll feel good because the person at the helm of that organization who owns that organization deserves to be a part of it and deserves to have a championship too and have his name up in lights for bringing a championship to the valley like, imagine if the Suns won a championship that year that they went to the finals. Robert Sarver was the owner, and Robert Sarver got to be the one to get on stage and talk about being an owner with the Phoenix Suns and be on a, a fire truck on the parade. Like, that would not sit well with me. <laughs> that would be a tough pill to swallow. Like, yes, obviously, winning a championship is all that matters. So come hell or high water, I'm not saying that I prefer the outcome of the Suns losing to the Bucks by any means. I would have loved nothing less to see the Suns win that championship. But if they had, it would have hurt a little bit to see Robert Sarver on a fucking fire truck parading down the streets of Phoenix knowing what kind of human he is. Um, but I'm convinced now that at least the Suns can win a championship and the sports gods will shine down on them instead of like past rain clouds over footprint center um but yeah just you guys like oh it's so discouraging it's so frustrating to know that even the players don't like michael pidwell like god you would think he would draw the line at yelling at a pregnant woman but no he even treats the players like shit like it just is so frustrating and discouraging and i don't know i don't think michael bidwell will ever consider selling a team because owning an NFL franchise is so lucrative and the just the money that comes with that. But he sucks. <laughs> Michael Bidwell sucks. Alex Morello sucks. Ken Kendrick sucks. Like, let's just call a spade a spade, shall we? <laughs> they all fucking suck. Um, and it's discouraging. And I feel bad that not only do Arizona sports fans have to support indirectly through their funds of going to watch games or watch them on TV or buy their merchandise, um, support terrible humans, but the players also have to endure terrible humans. And it feels like we're just being ruled by tyrants, you know? And that sucks. Like the oppressive feeling of being ruled by tyrants is not a good feeling. <laughs> I can't imagine how anyone in Russia copes. 
it's the feudal system more medieval <laughs> lords and ladies like I, I just can't i don't understand how anyone in like places like russia or north korea cope like i guess they don't know any better but my god i'm that's terrible that i'm comparing <laughs> the owners of valley sports comparison teams. seems a little extreme <laughs> this podcast has gone off the rails but yeah, it just I'm just frustrating. I'm just frustrated and I'm venting my frustrations to you all because I think seeing in real time that report come out and the players throwing Michael Bidwell under the bus as they should because if they're getting treated terribly by their owner, they have every right to say, <laughs> "Here's that F." Um but it just like it oh god, it just makes me upset because we're dealing with Ken Kendrick basically threatening to move the Diamondbacks out of the state if they don't get the new arena that he wants. We're dealing with the most incompetent ownership group person of all time with the Morellos and the Coyotes who can't take accountability for their actions, who don't pay their taxes, who don't pay their bills, who like slither and snival their way through being an owner and are so arrogant that they think that the arena vote in Tempe is going to pass with flying colors so they don't have to lobby or advertise or encourage the voters of Tempe who... Say what you want about the arena vote failing. I think it's dumb that it failed, but it's their right to vote no. They all, every resident of Tempe had their right to vote no. They took that right and they voted no. And regardless if I agree with that decision or not, which I don't, that's their right. And the Morellos thought that they had that in the bag. They did. I'm not fronting with you guys. Morello thought that this is going to pass the flying colors. We're taking a dump and turning it into an arena and apartments and housing and a shopping entertainment district. There's no way this is going to fail. Um, it failed. <laughs> it failed. And because he thought it wouldn't, he didn't do anything to help encourage the vote. He didn't lobby. He didn't advertise. PHNX was doing more to get the word out about the vote than the Coyotes were. And I mean that with all sincerity. Like, that is crazy to me. Um... So we're already dealing with two just absolute shitheads. And now we've got a third. And we can't ignore the third because now the players are like, you guys, <laughs> he sucks as bad as you think he does. <laughs> like, I just, oh, it's so discouraging. It's so frustrating. And I don't know. I don't know how to, I don't know if it'll ever get better. But uh, <laughs> that sounds so morbid and so sad. But at least our eyes are open to it now. I think it's worse living in ignorance. Like, I think it's worse having an idea of your own perception of what's going on, but to have it confirmed at least by the players, at least it brings light to the situation and it confirms what we all have thought or felt at least a little bit these past couple of years. Um, I'm hoping that if Bidwell wants to hold on to this team with an iron grip, that seeing that report and seeing his F and <laughs> seeing all the other C's and D's that litter that post, that report card with all the other categories will be enough of a strike to his ego to where he'll say, okay, uh, I'm tired of being within the top, the bottom third of the league in every category. Let me try to make some improvements here. And they have said that they're going to build a new training facility for the Cardinals. And they've said this and they said that, but until I see some action happening, I'm not going to believe a word of it. Um, but I hope that Michael Bidwell takes a second <laughs> and he reflects mirror, mirror on the wall. <laughs> And he takes a second. He's like, you know what? I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed that my team ranks almost last in every single one of these categories. It's not a good look for me. I don't want to feel embarrassed anymore. So I'm going to do everything in my power. I'm going to open up my billionaire books and I'm going to say, I'm going to invest in this team and to making this a little bit more enjoyable for my players. 
not charging them for dinner was step one. <laughs> not yelling at pregnant women is step two. <laughs> and step three is fixing everything else on this report card. So maybe next year, my F will turn into a D. <laughs> I can only hope, right? That's all we can do. That's all we can do is hope that what the NFLPA is trying to accomplish through implementing the surveys, which at the core of what the NFLPA is trying to do is to help the players. Like that's what the NFLPA is all about. Duh, it's NFLPA. But the whole point of the survey, which is why this is the only second time that they've done it, um, is to hold the owners and the people that own the teams and directly affect the players who, like I said in the past, have put their line, their bodies on the lines week in and week out for our entertainment. Um, the hope is that this will hold those people accountable and they will do everything in their power, which they have a lot of power to do. Their pocketbooks are pretty deep. Um, will change and they'll fix what should have been fixed without it being brought to the public's attention through a survey that's posted for the world to see. But again, not everyone has the best intentions as a human. Shocking, I know. But the point is that hopefully the owners will fix it. And so my only hope is to say that Michael Bidwell takes this blow to his ego and is embarrassed. And hopefully, like Chris said, no chance he would have done anything without public humiliation. Yeah, like shame shame the little bell lady in game of thrones shame 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 like that is what the public should be doing and is doing for a, the most part because media has taken notice people are asking monty austin for the gm and J jonathan gannon about it at the combine as we speak like hey did you see that report that came out about your owner how do you feel about that so people are taking notice um but i think they should continue to ring the shame bell shame 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 all the way up and down uh the i-10 for whatever however long it takes for Michael Bibble to say, ooh, this is embarrassing. <laughs> I need to change this. I need to upgrade the facilities and I need to treat their families better and I need to invest in a training staff and I need to do all these things because I'm embarrassed. Um, <laughs> and it's sad, but it, Chris is right. that Nothing would have been done. No changes would have been made if last year's NFLPA report card hadn't come out. The only reason that he fixed the hazardous floor and got them new weights and provided daycare for their children is because of that report. So let's continue to build upon this progress, shall we, Michael Bedwell? You suck. And we all know that you suck. And we know how you suck because of these so wonderfully laid out categories that the NFLPA report card has given us. Um, let's see you get better. They, were, they improved. They improved. Okay. Credit where credit is due. They went from the 31st worst team in the league in all of those categories to the 27th. <laughs> Congratulations, Michael Bidwell. You did it. You did a little bit better than last year. And maybe that's all we can ask for because if Michael Bidwell sells the team, I don't think so. I really do not ever see that happening, at least in the near future. So if we have to deal with his tyrannical rule, <laughs> then hopefully he can improve on the categories that have been so nicely laid out for him. And next year, instead of being 27, maybe we'll be 23. <gasps> Wouldn't that be nice? Like at 23, maybe starting to push to like the night, the teens. I don't know. Is that asking for too much? Maybe that's too much of a jump. Maybe, maybe 23 is a little, a little too crazy. Maybe we should shoot a little bit for like 25. Um, but yeah, oh God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Arizona sports fans. I've been in the boat with you. I am paddling along shit crick with you. <laughs> My paddle is dug deep into shit's crick. Okay, we're in this together. <laughs> but yeah, God, we can't win. We can't have, we just can't like, and I know that people said that about the Suns situation, that there was really no light at the end of the tunnel with Sarver, but there was, there was, 
something happened, something wonderful happened, and Matt Ishbia, our savior, oh, descended from the heavens and rescued the Phoenix Suns. So crazier things have happened, but I just hope that at the end of the day, what results from this scheming NFLPA report card is improvement for the Cardinals, the people that work there, the players, the facilities. So at least we can say, okay, <laughs> we might have a shitty owner, but a lot of teams do. I don't know if you guys knew this, but a lot of people that own teams fucking suck. <laughs> a majority of them actually. Um, the fact that we have a good one is kind of crazy in itself. So I hope that they just take this and they improve upon it. And so we can be proud of at least the things that are on the port card, report card aside from the owner. <laughs> That remains to be seen, but we can always cross our fingers and hope. Um, my mom has entered the chat. Hello, mom. She says, there's my sweatshirt. I wonder where it went. Yep, surprise. Here it is. I'm wearing it. Sorry. <laughs> Good thing you'll be here in a couple weeks to take it back. Um, oh, guys, I feel bad. I hope that wasn't too negative. I feel like I just needed to vent about the crazy just shit show that is the owners of the Arizona sports teams. There is one positive, though. And that is the fact that we have another event that's not the NBA All-Star Game or the Final Four that is coming here, but it's NASCAR, and I'm super stoked about it. I actually just got noticed today that my credentials were approved, and I will be at the racetrack out in Tullison, the Phoenix Raceway. I will be in attendance for race weekend. If you didn't know, NASCAR is coming to the Valley for the Shriners Children's 500 race March 8th through the 10th. It is the best-in-class fan experience, which mixes racing with family fun, and it is the perfect time to get your family out there to get your friends out there or even to go yourself and if you've never experienced a nascar race before you got to add it to your sports bucket list if you're a sports lover and you haven't gone to a nascar race can you really call yourself a sports lover because yes nascar is a sport let me tell you i took a couple laps in a pace car and i almost passed out okay <laughs> and that was a pace car so i can only imagine what it is like being in that car with the temperatures that I experienced turning left so violently, I used to laugh. Okay. Don't get me wrong. I used to say, all they do is turn left. Like what is, what's the deal? Um, they turn left so hard. <laughs> it's actually kind of crazy. The force on the body that compresses down on you when you're going that fast and doing the maneuvers that they're doing is crazy. They start the pound that they start the race 10 pounds heavier than when they end it because they lose it all through their sweat. And like, exertion on their body they're 10 pounds lighter by the time they pop out of that nascar compared to when it started like they are athletes and i used to be the biggest hater and i am no longer a hater based off of the experience that i had on the pace car and i'm a sports fan so i will be at the races i will be there on the 10th and i hope that you will join me and go get your tickets so that i can see you out there we can say hi bond over nascar because it's really cool like the track is beautiful it's in the foothills of the australia mountains um it's not that far from phoenix it's just a short trip down the i-10 the weather is going to be, hopefully, knock on wood, wonderful. So why wouldn't you go out to the races? You can get your tickets to the Shriner Children's 500 at Phoenix Raceway, March 8th through the 10th, which promises to be a weekend of good vibes for the whole family. Get your tickets now at phoenixraceway.com. Cannot recommend it enough. I am so excited to go to my first NASCAR race, really and truly, after my experience with the pace car and uh, feeling like I'm going to die. <laughs> it was eye-opening, and I cannot wait to watch it in real time. I've heard it. I've heard the sound of the, all those cars racing that fast and the sights is just something to behold. So I am stoked for that. And I hope I will see you out there at Phoenix Raceway on March 10th. All right, guys. <laughs> Charles saying the vent is totally fair. Okay, I'm glad that my vent was a little vindicated. 
I feel a little bit better about the situation. Now I have expressed all of my emotions to you all. Um, as much as our owners suck, at least we have teams to support. And that is the bar, uh, the bare minimum. But that cannot be said for a lot of other cities in the continental U.S. So I will take a win. A win's a win, okay? We have some teams to support. And regardless of the absolute shitheads that operate and own that organization, I will support the players and the people who are not terrible. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining me on this random Thursday episode of the Phoenix Sports Podcast. Like I said, I'm going to be at the car repair shop all day tomorrow. So hit me up on Twitter and we can talk. Um, I'm going to be bored out of my mind. But I appreciate you all so much. Mom, I will give you your sweatshirt back at your earliest convenience. Thanks for letting me borrow it, even though you don't know I have it. You guys are the absolute best. Everyone in the chat, Chris, Charles, Zona Tucson, uh, Jose, Coogs. What's up, Coogs? All you guys are so awesome. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you all have a wonderful and safe weekend. And I promise next week we'll be back on Friday. Yeah, yeah, Friday next week. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs>